grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, church. I saw how difficult that was for you, Rich, but I'm proud of you, buddy. Um, yeah, so tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day, of course. Tomorrow, we'll pile our plates with mountains of mashed potatoes, with rivers of gravy that roll across the plains of spiral-cut ham and crash onto shores of stuffing. After we're thoroughly stuffed, with the most delicious meal of the year. After you can't fit in anymore, we'll slice the pies. And it would be rude not to try at least a, a bite of each, right? Maybe two bites. Then it's to the recliners, you know? And we'll pretend to watch the game while we drift off into a food coma, the likes of which hibernating bears would envy. This, my friends, is perhaps my favorite holiday of the whole year. Have you ever paused to consider that throughout most of human history, no one except like kings ate the way that we do on Thanksgiving Day? Now, you may grumble about the effort that goes into the meal or the dishes piled up when the feast winds to a close. You may even roll your eyes at turkey sandwiches that you'll be eating for the next week. But man, like, what wouldn't our ancestors give to be able to just, I don't know, just drive down to the, the, the brand new ATB opened on uh, Ronald Reagan Boulevard, right? Uh, you, you, you go into this mega store and there's just endless aisles of food that's grown like all over the world and somehow makes it into store 10 minutes away. I mean, could our ancestors even imagine the variety and the sheer quantity of food that we take for granted will be there? as we fill up our shopping carts. You know, when God was leading them out of, leading his people out of uh, slavery into the promised land, it was described as a place flowing with milk and honey. For us, milk and honey are staples. And if we don't have them, we consider that a hardship. Or, you know, let's... Let's look at it maybe from a little different angle, okay? There was a study done in 2011. And it was done in different countries, but it was done in, in America in particular. The, the results in America are really interesting. They, they, they did a study and, and found that communities in America below the poverty line are much more likely to have high rates of obesity. Now, I know that it's complicated, and there's a number of factors like, you know, the available quality of foods and, you know, whatever. There's, there's a variety of things. But just, just think about this. For most of human history, and in most places in the world even today, people who are poor are starving. They're not overweight. 
That's how rich we are as a nation. I mean, we live in a time and a place of plenty such as the world has probably never seen before. Now, maybe you don't feel rich, right, when you compare yourself to your neighbors or, God forbid, the celebrities you see on TV or Twitter, right? But trust me, you are unbelievably rich in comparison to most of humankind. Now, I said Thanksgiving Day is, is, one of, is maybe my favorite holiday of the year. And it isn't the extravagant meal that makes it my favorite. I definitely enjoy that part. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, what makes it my favorite is that it's the day that's meant to slow us down and encourage us to take a proper stock of the daily blessings that we so easily take for granted. And as Christians, we celebrate Thanksgiving in a way that nobody else can because we don't just think generally about how blessed, about how affluent we are. We know that these blessings are gifts from God's hand. And the incredible thing about God's heart is that he pours out that generosity on people regardless of whether he gets the credit or not. Now, he is the source of every blessing. He made the sun shine down on us, and he made the rain to fall at the proper times. Every grain in the field, every fruit on the vine, every vegetable in the garden is a gift from his hand. Why does he do that? I mean, like, what is he getting out of the deal? Well, he doesn't get anything out of the deal. He does all this. He just showers it on us because he loves his creation, whether or not it loves him back. We said earlier in the service, all this he does out of his uh, divine fatherly goodness. In the scripture we read tonight, Jesus reveals this kind of heart to us. Uh, he heals 10 men. And these are men who had fallen just about as low as you could in their day. A leper was cut off from their homes, their jobs, their families. If they ate, it's because people tossed them food at a distance. Their bodies were racked with pain, and there was no known cure. As Jesus is passing by them, they called out for mercy. There's no bargaining going on. Like, there's no deal-making. They don't say, Jesus, if you heal me, we'll... There's none of that. There's no promises being made. There's just the desperate pleas of these helpless men helpless and nearly hopeless. But there is one hope, and he's walking by today. So they call out to him, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And you know what? He does. 
he sends them straight away to the priests. And of course he did that because it would be the job of the priests to certify and verify that these men actually had been healed and can return to their families. Now, every one of those men, I think, was glad to receive the incredible blessing. Every one of them would have a testimony to tell about God's goodness and Jesus' power, but only one of them remembered to say thanks. Now, maybe we can fall into that mistake as well. As your pastor, I want us to grow as praying people. And I'm going to say from the outset that I doubt most of us are asking God for as much as we should. Given the incredible amount of needs and, and the incredible amount of suffering that's in the world today, it is almost certain that we should be asking for God's mercy and blessing more than we do right now. And if we're not, if I say we aren't asking enough, then I suspect we might be thanking even less. When I teach people to pray, and some of y'all have been through this with me, when I teach people to pray, I always start with the teaching uh, to say thanks before asking for anything else. But if we, even if we balanced every please with an equal thank you, uh, we still wouldn't be thanking enough because he's blessed us so much. Now, I don't, don't let that discourage you, okay? Like the point isn't that you feel bad about not thanking enough. The point is for you to become more thankful. The point is for you to grow, for us to grow, in our awareness of God's blessings and to give him the credit he deserves. And I'll tell you why I think God wants this for you and certainly why I want it for you. Because as we grow in gratitude, guess what? We also grow in joy. The person who takes their blessings for granted is far less joyful than the one who appreciates it, even if they get the exact same blessing. So before you plow through the sweet potatoes, Maybe before you even carve the turkey, I would encourage you to go around the table and be specific about giving thanks. Make it a prayer. I would advise you to make it the simplest kind imaginable. Thank you, God, for our house. Thank you, God, for this meal. Thank you, God or my Legos. Everybody gets a turn, right, around the table. Nobody gets a pass. You can name a few things if you want, but don't make it fancy. Maybe some of y'all do a variation of this already, and that's good, but if it isn't a tradition in your home yet, you may be surprised at how it changes the tone of the table. You might even find that it brings your holiday closer to the Thanksgiving day that you have always imagined but have very seldom experienced. And hey, why stop with just one meal? It's not a hard practice. It doesn't require a king's feast to do. 
Maybe you could adopt a, a once a week Thanksgiving prayer. And maybe in a few weeks, you'd find that well, that's a pretty good daily ritual. However you do it, I hope you'll spend a few moments tomorrow in grateful reflection about how richly God has blessed you. And then, I hope, you'll give him thanks. Let's pray. Lord God, you have blessed us in so many ways, great and small. And if we were to, if we were to actually count our blessings, I, I don't think there'd be enough hours in the day to, to get it all in. Lord, I pray that you'll, that you'll help us to not take any of them for granted. Whether they're the physical gifts that you give, of food and house and clothes on our back, whether they're more, uh, more interpersonal, like a job, friends, family, whether they're spiritual blessings, the hope we have in Jesus Christ, the fresh start we get every time we confess our sins, whatever they are, Lord, I pray that you'll just make us more acutely aware of the blessings that we receive in you. And I pray, Lord, that you would turn our hearts to thanks. I think there's one thing this world needs. It's, it's a few more thankful people. A few people who, who aren't looking through their life through the lens of what they don't have or what they should have had or what they missed out on. I think the world could use a few more people who are overwhelmed by your goodness. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.